This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by drinkhydrant.com slash OP. Enter promo code OP, O-P-I-E, to get 25% off your first order. Let's take care of that dehydration, you <laughs> What's up? Judd Jones, how are you, buddy? Well, if it isn't Mr. Women's Rights. (laughs) Look at you, boy, all progressive. (laughs) Man, that's just so, it's very impressive. Oh, really? Because people are really mad at me. I'm like, what? I'm not. Oh, yeah, no. That's that's why I brought it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why are they mad at me? Because I'm sticking up for women and birth control. Oh, my God. I'm not a monster. I I guess it's because you should be the same exact person that you were at another point in your life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I I always uh, loved women and supported women. I mean, I did some crazy-ass shit with women over the years on the radio show. And now that's the guy who brought in chicks and had them get naked or whatever, you know? that That's the, so so they paint you with that brush, and you can never change, dude. Yeah, well, they, uh, you know, uh, we didn't force any woman to do anything crazy on our radio show. One guy's hey, like... you don't have to tell me shit, boy. I'm sure the statute of limitations is long gone. <laughs> One guy goes, what about the wiffle ball back challenge, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> know what it's about it's another trump thing man these guys would rather throw their own wives daughters mothers grandmas over a cliff to support uh donald trump because i guess it's a victory for him that they what's the whole thing what what was it all about today my understanding is that it was something about business the supreme court said businesses yeah that are religious yeah, whatever affiliation with religion, whether they provide yeah. service or the maybe even the ownership of the company or something, yeah. doesn't ha- doesn't have to adhere to Obama's uh, uh, Obamacare that talks about birth control or something like that. I think I think it was like the Hobby Lobby thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So I supported the the women because they're really bummed out because uh, they need the birth control for many things besides, uh, the sex angle. My God, that people don't do basic research. And I said right. it today when, when they went after me, like, Oh, you were the one over the years. And so her titties were out. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I, well, so I put a quote out today from a Beastie Boys documentary that is simple. It says, uh, I'd rather be a hypocrite than the same person forever. My God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I right. Like sure. No, that, that fits it to the T, man, for sure. I, I knew you would enjoy that. Yeah. No, no, man. But I mean, shit, dude. I mean, you know, it, it's just, you know, look, dude, I, I think you, you would know yeah. way, be- way better than anybody. People are looking for any little thing that they could go go at you with every once in a while just for their own shits and giggles. You know what I mean? So if you show one little thing that's not the Opie radio guy from before, boom, they're going to go at you. Yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> I don't know what they expect from me, man. I mean, that radio show was a long time ago at this point. I mean, right. 
it started getting embarrassing when we were we would bring the women in and I'm like, man, no one gives a fuck about naked girls on the radio anymore. And then I felt so awkward, like, uh, can you, uh, uh, can we see your tits? And I'm like, oh my God, I got kids. I got a wife. This is just weird now. Well, and not, not having ever had kids, I can't empathize with that perspective, but it makes total sense. Like if you're, you know, living that life and doing that thing and then, and then you have kids or specifically a daughter yeah i can see how that might, might change your perspective a little Look, bit you know I, I still want to see tits don't get me wrong but it's just of course but it didn't make sense anymore there was a time before we all had our faces in our phones that you would tune in a radio show and it's like oh my god are they getting this girl naked and then your mind would start uh, going to all sorts of places you're you're fantasizing and thinking what this woman looks like and then we're describing what she looks like and it was a it was very very titillating for uh, the people driving home from a shitty job somewhere sure sure a lot of fun but now it within two clicks you, you could see uh, pretty much family members of this at this point naked online right <laughs> oh inside God. out buttholes you can see it all <laughs> i'm just trying to find a tweet oh here it is what a fucking douchebag you've turned into <laughs> oh that's simple straight to the point because i'm supporting women right <laughs> Oh, because that means I, you know, I'm going against Trump. I, I, I don't give. I don't care about either side. I don't. I can't wait for Biden to be president because it's starting to look that way. And I'm going to be all in from day one, making fun of him as well. You know, it's just it's weird, man. Because having grown up in in Texas, yeah, you know, we we were actually Democrats in Texas my whole life growing up. But in a lot of ways, it seems like the Democrat Party. It, it, it's like the party switched what they be, what they believe in just since i've been alive yeah you know middle class right middle class used to be all about the democrats now the democrat you know both parties are big business parties yeah and, and you know it seems like the republicans you know or at least are talking about middle class well shit that's arguably how trump got elected oh man you know? i was i was all rah-rah trump at at first because i don't really believe the political system is taking care of the individual at this point. And yeah. I thought it would be a great experiment to throw a guy in there that has no experience whatsoever and that he would fuck some things up in Washington. But then it became clear that he's just like everybody else. He don't give a fuck about me. He doesn't care about you, Judd Jones, and he doesn't care about anyone we uh, we care about in our lives. I completely agree with that. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit about the individual. But no politician ever has. Of and course, so, you know, every everyone has always felt like you know, so warm and fuzzy with Obama. Yeah, uh, Obama don't give a shit about you as the individual either. A hundred percent. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I think I, I think Obama had a lot of people fooled for a while too, and it yeah. showed when he uh, got his second term. They didn't come out to vote uh, as much as the first time uh, he ran for president for his first term. Yeah. You know, the numbers were way down in the community because they're all walking around going, what the fuck? I thought we're all getting free phones. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the phones. Right. (laughs) Obama president now. And then four years later, like, wait a minute. My life didn't really change. Nah, not so much. But I I think most people in America, Judd, I think they know that by now. And I think they're just. You, they're just rooting for a sports team, and that's all that's that this is about at this point. 
Oh, dude, it's just all, it's all weird. Everything's turned upside down and weird. And, yeah. you know, that, that, the thing that gets me that you hear people say every once in a while is that they, you know, they want Trump to, you know, he's not saying what needs to be said to bring the country together. Right. And I laugh every time they say that. And I'm like, when at any point. Right. Even before he was president, did you think that that guy was ever going to be that guy? Yeah. He's he's not going to be that guy, you know, and, and, <laughs> you know? and so they keep <laughs> saying it. And I, right. But, you know, right. So, yeah, oh, well, <laughs> they need, need some strong speech, speech to give the country, get the right. country back together. Right. That, ain't, that ain't him. No. I, I laugh because <laughs> this is where I confuse my audience. That's where I love Trump because because they're like, uh, no, this time he's going to show empathy. I'm like. Yeah, he already showed you 20 (laughs) times prior that he has no empathy. What do you mean this time he's going to show empathy or this time he's going to do the right thing? He's never going to do the right thing, man. No, no. He's he's, uh, he's just he truly is a piece of shit. He's a horrible person. And he's the exact same person that everybody knew even before he was president. The dude has not changed one yeah. iota. Yeah. I think, he, I think he apologized once and that made him feel weird. So he didn't do it again. Yeah, exactly. Because it shows weakness. You know. Yeah, of course. Never yeah. apologize. Yeah. You see the picture of my fish tank online? Was that what that was? Oh, you couldn't tell. No one could tell. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, I glanced at it. I thought maybe yeah. it was your vegetable drawer in your refrigerator <laughs> or something. <laughs> that was uh, that was the fish tank. If you go back a whole bunch of episodes for the people out there, I was talking about saving my fish. I went in, you know, in the middle of the night to save fish. The Great Escape. Yeah, and I put them in milk jugs, and I brought them where <laughs> I'm at right now, and they're they're thriving. I only lost one out of twelve. And uh, and that was the fish tank I left behind with the water in it and everything. And now it's just being overtaken by uh, hundreds and hundreds of snails and black mold, it looks like. And you know, uh. and we were only in the city for half a day. And my wife's like, you know, we should uh, we should throw this thing away. And I'm like, ah, because now I'm looking at it as a scientific experiment. So I, I want to see uh, how bad it gets. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, cockroaches in my apartment. I haven't been there in three months. There's no food around or nothing. Uh, we le- we uh, excuse me. We live very very clean there, Judd Jones. Of but, course, of course, sure, sure. But the cockroaches have started climbing through the pipes because no one's in my building. Ninety percent of the building left. They they uh, as soon as that coronavirus hit, everyone said fuck this. So I was talking to people in the building, like, oh yeah, you know, uh, because the the pipes aren't really being used. These these uh, critters are starting to crawl all over the place and getting in uh, yeah. apartments. And they're like, we're just praying that the mice don't follow. You know, shit, dude. I heard the I heard the rats are taking over. There's not enough food for them. They're angry. It, well, you, you beat me to the punch. The other thing we noticed, uh, and someone backed it up. I, I only saw one, to be honest with you. But this person we talked to, they said, oh, no, there are dead rats all over the place, all over the city. That they, they said, uh, all the years I've lived in New York, I've never seen so many uh, dead rats on the on the streets of New York. Starving. Yeah, they're star- yeah I guess, right? There's not enough I mean, food. Did, did I tell you that when we left out of New York, I mean, it was the end of March, like very end of March. Yeah. And we, we left at five o'clock in the morning and, you know, everything was already desolate anyway. Right. You know, like people, a lot of cars weren't, weren't off the street and I had parked out front and loaded, you know, we went to load the car that morning to leave at five and, you know, pitch black, nobody around, no, no cars or anything. I, the only thing we could hear is the rustling of the rats eating the garbage out in front of the buildings. Uh, uh, <laughs> we were just like, 
get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. You ever corner a rat by accident while walking around New York? Yeah, kind of. One time, actually, in in the uh, subway, and actually, I kicked it. Really? I kicked it because it, it was running underneath. Varmints and shit like that, that don't bother me. Yeah. And uh, people were freaking out in the train. It was actually pretty funny. And um, and it ran by, and I kind of moved out of the way, and it started to go towards me. And then I you know, kicked it, just kind of pushed it. Yeah. But then I pushed it into somebody else's <laughs> foot, and they jumped, and you know. But it was like we were all you know in it together, man. You got to defend yourself with this yeah. shit. But yeah, yeah, that's it. But no, I mean shit. I mean, uh, there's not a day that would go by in New York that I, especially at night, that I wouldn't see a rat. Yeah. I mean, at least one. Yeah. But the city is really strange. People are starting to come back slowly but surely. But we've already yeah. decided, fuck that. We're we're staying right where we are. Um, well, I mean, like, you know, like us, I mean, we're just in a holding pattern. I mean, we're, you know, we're in Florida yeah. and, um, you know, there's no absolute need to be there. So we're just kind of waiting to see because you see spikes in Texas and Florida and all these places that are going to happen regardless of the reason. Well, and you know, here's, you know, New York waving the flag, like they've accomplished something. Yeah. You know, after so many people have died, we'll just wait till people get more comfortable. People are more comfortable in Florida and Texas. That's why the number goes up. Wait yeah. till they want to try. Wait till they want to travel to New York and people go back to work and pack the fucking subway. Yeah. Just wait. Nothing yeah. is. Yeah. Nothing has changed. Right. This thing right. is just going to continue spiking. I don't know the answer, by the way, because as soon as you start talking about this, people get really, really mad. But you're down there in Florida with DeSantis. He he he's done a great job since day one with this whole thing. But now all these cases are going up in Florida because they've kept shit open. I mean, they, you know, since Memorial Weekend, it's been kicking off like Lord of the Flies out here, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's just I mean, you know, crazy. everybody's just, you know, when I was going to the, we, we were at this previous place where I would go to the beach and go uh, uh, surf casting, right? Yeah. And so I would go out there in the mornings, you know, and there's nobody around, whatever, but I'd go in the evenings too. When I first got there at the end of March, I was at night, I'd go down there like at six o'clock, you know, till eight or something like that. And I'm one of two people on the whole beach, as far as you can see. Yeah. By the time we left a couple of weeks ago, there was packs, there was hordes of people after the sun went down. Oh my God. Just I, sitting on the beach. So it's like, I, I didn't stop even going out there, man. <laughs> just like, I, you know, except unless I went in the morning. Yeah. I, I know, but, I know we're all frustrated, uh, but this is a real thing. It's going to be with us for a while. It's going to kill a lot more people. And there's no going back to what we were used to. Uh, this is a new norm now. And uh, a lot of people just lost their patience and said, fuck that, man. I'm going to enjoy my summer. You know, and I think you can enjoy your summer, but also kind of still try to take it a little seriously. But what I found around me is people just said, ah, fuck it. Well, but see that and and that attitude is what anybody can see is the wrong attitude. You know, yeah. like you you said, you know, not get back to normal. You know, it, like you, you, you know, that's the other thing people were bitching that you were talking to you about today on on uh, social media or whatever is uh, kids going to school, <laughs> right? So I, in my mind, I'm thinking that's just right around the corner, and yeah. you got cases going up everywhere. Yeah, like. People need to make decisions that that go to like December right. or January, right. in my mind, like with everything. Yes, you know, to give that cushion. Now that doesn't mean people can't go back to work and re- remotely, and yeah, you know, maybe certain, you know, whatever. But as far as the crowds coming together, like I think that we need to just kind of 
stay, stay on hold with that type of thing. Sure. But the problem with that is you're going to kill a lot of businesses doing that. No, it, it's it's very namely fucking comedy clubs. Yeah, Fuck. I, I know you guys are fucked. It's it's very complicated, and yeah, the the big news is you know Trump's basically demanding that the schools open up in the fall, or he's going to take away federal funding and blah blah blah. And my point was really simple. It's just based on um, stats. But once again, as soon as I say uh, it's, I don't think they're going to be opening uh, the schools in the fall, or that, or it's crazy to open them up. People now think I'm a, against Trump again, and I'm like, I'm just looking at stats and these charts. They're they're spiking straight up when when we were supposed to, you know, make it just fade away slowly, way down here. But they're spiking again, and they're spiking just in time for the end of summer slash the start of school. So my thought process is I don't know how they open up the schools and convince parents in general that it's a, a safe place for their kids. And then you get a whole bunch of people like, well, I'd rather at, uh, be at school than at home and they need to socialize and and not everyone uh, uh, could afford to, you know, not work and 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 all this stuff. And I'm like, I, that that's all good. And we can discuss all that. But the fact is, this is a major fucking problem. Wait, wait till you see what the teachers do. You think these teachers are going to go back to school gladly? They're going to be scared out of their mind when they see these numbers continuing to go up. And they're not going to want to put the their their health and, and their loved ones health on the line to to keep their teaching jobs going. You watch how many teachers drop out. I think there'll be plenty of that. But see, your first mistake is quit messing around with facts. Everything is based on emotion now. Yep. You should know that. Everything yep. is based on emotion. Yep. So throw your facts away. They're like, yep. one, one guy goes, uh, don't, you know, you do what you want with your kids and I'll do what I want with my kids. Basically, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think we're trying to discuss this because there's no easy answer. Because I understand, well, you know, the kids staying home is a drag. You know, I want my kids back at school socializing with their friends. I see it on their faces. They're like, "What? When is this going to end, Dad?" They don't want to. Sure. They don't want to do online schooling anymore. But as a parent, I'm scared shitless to to let my kids go back to school in the fall. It's already a petri dish, and then they're like, "Well." You know, we're going to reduce the the amount of people that are allowed in the school and in the classrooms, and they, maybe they'll go to school once or, or twice a week. And I, I, that's not even good enough for us. But if you're a parent out there and that's good enough for you and you're willing to roll the dice, then so be it. Or maybe you don't even have a choice. You just simply got to roll the dice because you got to, you know, make a living for your, your family. But I was just trying to, to discuss this online, and you're right. It's all about emotion. If you say all, that it's crazy emotion. to go back to school in the fall, that means, once again, you're anti-Trump. And I bring up this point. A few uh, months ago, uh, it was a theme on the podcast, where wearing a mask or not wearing a mask became very political. When we have a health crisis in America, and that should have <laughs> never been a question. That should have been basically uh, a, a, a thing where you look at both sides and go, we're all going to agree, at least on this simple point. We got a health crisis in America. Everyone wear a fucking mask. But that had to be political. And now the next political thing is this school thing. If, if, if you don't want to send your uh, kids to school, that means you're against Trump. I, 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 it, it's become exhausting out there. Well, no, it's yeah, there's a line in the sand on every topic, which is, you know, it, it's it just boggles my mind. Again, having grown up 
kind of in a political environment because my dad was in politics and shit. Yeah. You know, it, it's it it's like an all or nothing thing, one side or the other, that I just can't relate to. Like, I think I wear a mask everywhere I go in Florida, and some of these people look at me, you know, give me the look like I'm crazy. Yeah. I got I got I got some lines ready for them if they want to say some shit. Oh, you I know, know, but it's like, you know, I, I think everyone should be wearing a mask. That's the thing, right? You know, short term, long term, everyone should be wearing a mask, but I'm also pro gun. So where the fuck party should I be in? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I understand I mean, that. There's just tons of examples of that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of don't fall into anything like anything, any particular party anymore. But the mask thing, they say, oh, it doesn't help at the beginning. And now they say that, look, dude. It, 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 so it at least keeps somebody from breathing or coughing as much into the air that I'm around. So right. fuck, yes, right. let's just do that. I don't know, man. I mean, it's so contagious and so many people. I'm seeing more and more people that I know who are getting these antibody tests who thought they might have had a little something in March or April, but it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And, and they have the antibodies now. Yeah. The, the fact that the range of, of symptoms for it and how it affects different people. The Broadway guy. Yeah. What what was he? Forty one. Yeah. My God, it's like he just dealt with fucking stage four cancer. He just, you know. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but you're right. He, it was like he dealt with stage four cancer within forty days. He, he, they started by amputating a leg, and they didn't know what the hell to do to try to save this guy's life. And sadly, he, uh, he died and left a right, pretty much a newborn uh, behind. God. They're finding out that a lot of young people that get this thing that thought they were fine, a lot of doctors are saying, you know, you study their lungs and stuff and they're not fine. They got scarring and all sorts of issues that they don't even know because they're so young, but it, it could be a problem later in their lives. I did see one study that showed that uh, people who, who were smokers and drinkers yeah. had a uh, lower mortality. So that made me feel pretty good. Oh, cool. good for you. You're going to live yeah. to 100. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, let me specifically say any of this shit I'm talking about. Who the fuck am I? I don't know shit about anything. I, I'm I'm half I'm half drunk and working on this dugout as we talk. Yeah. Don't listen to me. I don't know anything. And I'm with you, man. <laughs> I I just want to throw my shit at the wall like everybody else. But you get some angry people. Just they just basically want you dead because you suggest that maybe it's not a good idea to send kids back to school in the fall. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. we can't even discuss anything anymore in this country. Just, no, no, see, no, those days are gone. And yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah it's all, all yeah, it's uh, what do, what do they call it? Identity politics. There's the uh, term. Don't they, is that what they do? Is that I what they call it? I don't know. It's my team uh, against your team, and then it's basically if you're a Red Sox fan, you're trying to convince all the Yankees uh, fans to become yeah. to become Red Sox fans. That's how our right. politics work in this country. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Yeah, I I agree with that analogy. Well yeah. put. All right, Judd, I got to take a moment here to to ask you about your hydration. How's your water intake? 50-50 whiskey water. You got to be drinking a certain amount of water every day. You got to hydrate the body. It's it's the middle of summer there, Judd Jones. I hydrate, but when I'm drinking, I make sure I 50-50 it so I don't have problems. Oh, I'm a water drinker, man. I'm, I'm all about the hydration. Are you one of those guys that carries around a gallon of water and, and that's your goal to, to finish that during the day? 
No, that's typically people who are in good shape who go to the gym. That's not me. I'm drinking my water. Oh, my God. I, I, Jesus. I, I found a, a new way to hydrate. It's drinkhydrant.com slash Opie. Enter the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, for 25% off your first order there, Judd Jones. Uh, hydrant created a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly into water to efficiently and effectively hydrate your body so you don't have to drink water all day long anymore, Judd Jones. Gives you a boost. I got you. Sounds good. It hydrates you quickly and keeps you going for longer. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Do you know what they are, Judd? Uh, electrolytes that you need? No. Uh, yeah, I know, but you should just tell the people. Sodium, potassium, magnesium and zinc whiskey and whiskey no. oh no <laughs> and it packs a punch to help your body hydrate fast and stay hydrated if you're looking for that extra boost of energy there's also hydrant plus caffeine nice which contains 100 milligrams of caffeine from uh green tea and you got scientists involved with this drink hydrant so uh, this is the real deal and they got five star reviews all over the place judd jones and it tastes good, too. They got uh, real fruit juice powder, delicious, refreshing, comes in a variety of flavors, including new summer-friendly iced tea, lemonade, and my favorite, fruit punch. Fruit punch. Beautiful. And they... <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing for fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> You've convinced me. You got to send some down here. I tell you, I have a lot of liquid in my body, so I'm going to step outside. You keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. Save even more with a monthly subscription. All right, this is what you got to do. We got a special deal for our listeners. Save 25% off your first order. All you have to do is go to drinkhydrant.com slash opie or enter our promo code opie at checkout. That's drink, D-R-I-N-K, hydrant, H-Y-D-R-A-N-T, drinkhydrant.com, slash Opie. Enter the promo code Opie for 25% off your first order. And, of course, we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Drink hydrant. I had nothing for fruit punch. That's okay. You had nothing for fruit punch. <laughs> Can't all be winners. I don't know. So you don't, you don't think he's going to win in the next election? Uh, I think he's doing everything wrong right now. So, uh, but, okay. But if, if if you were to bet today on his reelection or, I, or defeat, would you bet on the reelection or defeat? I'm. This is this is where I'm at. I I think uh, I think Trump's in a lot of trouble, but I think Biden's gonna fuck it up because I don't I don't think Biden's all there at all. I feel like at any moment he's just going to blurt out, "Where's my orange jello?" <laughs> <laughs> when he had that press conference the other day, I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, there's a very good chance that he's going to forget where he is or or just blurt out some non sequitur or something, you know? Yeah, Legos. Exactly. Yeah, right. And that's right. where the that's where the Democrats are so stupid. You know, they had Trump for the last four years doing everything. All you know, this this Trump wants to go viral every single day. He wants to go viral multiple times a day. There was so much material there, so much to pick apart. And then the Democrats throw Joe Biden at him. 
that was the best they could come up with after after uh, three, four years. It's crazy. That's that that surprised me too. On one hand, because of how many different kinds of people were in that uh, campaign. Yeah. However, people are so shocked and put out with Trump that they would rather go with something that they know and. You know Joe Biden because he's been there for 50 fucking years. I understand that, but I think the people close to Biden knew that he wasn't completely there anymore, though, that he was losing it a step or two. I think that's pretty obvious, and and, uh, you you can't deny that. They just got to get him to November, dude. That's what they're hoping for. That's what I I mean by this. I want to say that it's Biden's to lose, but I really believe between now and November, <laughs> there's going to be a doozy from him. Right. Right. I don't know. Did you, did you see that stupid video I did the spoofing uh, auditioning for camping world? Oh, I loved it. I love your well, I, quarantine videos. Uh, Judd Jones, <laughs> just looking for something stupid. Did I tell you that camping world contacted me and asked me if I wanted to quote unquote, take comedy on the road, send us a DM. Yes. Yeah, I haven't heard back from him. Oh, oh really? <laughs> I, I, sent him, I sent him a whole thing and another video and like an idea that I had. Yeah. No response whatsoever. Nothing. Like, no, no, none, none whatsoever. But that wasn't really the point. I thought it was more funny because to just to do that, you yeah. know, because I camper was across the road and shit. Anyway, stupid shit. That's funny. But at, at, at the end of it, my point was, is that, you know, get out and see America because you'll realize it's all different kinds of people living and working amongst each other. Right. That's the vast majority of the country. I don't care who says what you can talk about numbers. Cause it's a major city travel around a little bit and you'll see what this is, whether it's Florida. I mean, everyone gets along just fine uh, in businesses or, you know, any, that's the vast majority of people. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, putting this uh, white against black or this against that or anything like that, the vast majority of the country is not, playing playing that game you know like with trump he you know economy okay well if he keeps the the numbers keep going where they are he can hang his hat on good economy yeah right and his other thing is law and order that's what he's going to hang his hat on and i think most of the people in the country are like uh okay generally the economy is doing good yeah everyone's separated and race is a big issue now and uh, you know all of these things but most people just want to live their lives, go to work, come home, go on a vacation once a year for two weeks. And if Trump, law and order, and the economy is decent, <laughs> I, I think he'll probably win again. Right. If, I mean, that's just what I think. Yeah, well, law, law and order, economy, <laughs> I think that's it. I'm sorry, I'm talking No, no, I keep laughing because I'm just such a dick. Every time he tweets law and order, I just, have you seen me tweet back, okay, Fonzie? Oh, yeah, a different television show. <laughs> no, right. I, I just go, okay, Fonzie. Because remember, because yeah. <laughs> Fonzie uh, on Happy Days always acted tough, like, oh, but he never touched anybody on Happy Days. It used to drive me nuts. <laughs> he was supposed to be the tough guy, and he was always right. threatening people, kind of, but he never, ever uh, touched a, a soul on that show. So every time Trump <laughs> tweets Law & Order, I go, okay, Fonz. <laughs> Right. No, no, because I, so, as he's yeah. saying, law and order, the split screen is all hell's breaking loose all over the country. Right. Right. And, but, I, and I don't agree I'll, with all the goddamn statues uh, coming down there, Judge Jones. And I know you're from the South, so you probably have an opinion on this goddamn thing. Well, 
there's not there's actually a, a confederate statue in my hometown that some people have gotten you know upset about and i think it's like gonna come up for the city council or you know all that and and all the polls the majority of them don't want it it's down it, it's it's downtown across from my dad's it's in the downtown square right and yeah. it's and it's across from my dad's law office that he still keeps there even though he's pretty much retired i've seen it my whole life i knew it was a statue from the civil war well when you're in texas you assume yeah that is the you know the confederates okay and of course it is but it never really even registered in my mind one way or another and arguably it didn't register in most anybody else's mind one way or the other yeah now if if, if people want to put statues in a museum all right fine okay if that's going to make you feel better personally i think it's just more you know more placating than anything else because it's stupid how many people are going around just saying god damn it i'm offended by that fucking statue I... like that's not happening this is just caught up in the and 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 like the in uh, the uh, zeitgeist. Oh wow! That's what's I love going it. on I right love now? It. All that. Shit. I've never read a statue in my life, and then someone's like, "You know, that's a Confederate uh, of a figure." I'm like, "Oh, really? I had no idea." I've walked by yeah. that I've walked by that statue hundreds of times. I don't give a fuck. I never stopped to read the stupid thing. Who cares? Right. I you know I, it's very peculiar, and then you know they're just ramping it up to want to just any statue whatsoever, and uh, you know when people say oh erase history, I kind of yeah. laugh at that shit because it's it, it again it's just a statue, but it's almost stupid to waste your time focused on that. Yeah, like you know regardless of what your reasoning is behind it. That cannot be the best way to accomplish it. Whatever well, your thing is. Well, they want us to waste time on this stuff. I know you're smart enough to know that, Judge Jones. You know, yeah, no, right, right. Go right, over right. here and fight over your dumb statues as we shove your health care up your ass and more taxes up your ass. They, they, right. they don't want us focusing on the real shit that really affects uh, American families in, in America. Oh my right. God! Look over here while we, while we fuck you even more. Yeah. Well, and I and you, ladies, man, you can't use birth control anymore, so you have to all. raise that fucking kid. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to resign from Hobby Lobby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know where it ends with the statues. The uh, the, the left wants it to end with dynamite at Mount Rushmore. That's oh, their goal. Blow it up. That's their goal. <laughs> blow it up. That's right. Jesus. I don't know, man. I yeah. That that whole thing with the statues. You know, in the same way that, like, what was it in D.C.? Yeah, they they named the street Black Lives Matter Boulevard or whatever. Yeah, and 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 different cities are painting Black Lives Matter on the street. Yeah, and it just makes me just like roll my eyes. Yeah, only because it's just placating. Yeah, that's all it's doing. It means <laughs> yeah. nothing for Black America. Yeah, it means nothing for them. Yes, and it, it's it's almost insulting that that's the thing. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you write anything on a street. I don't care if you rename <laughs> a street anything. I don't give a shit. But I, to make it to make it out like it's some big step, right? Is just it's a disservice, man. Of I course, mean, it's just it's it's almost it's almost humiliating. Or at least it should be to the people who think that's a good thing because right. you know it's almost like petting it's almost like petting people on the head and says look see what we did just don't get it so it's okay just calm down yeah exactly and it's just stupid man i just said and i tell you what though yeah the uh the confederate flag thing 
when I, when I lived in Houston, there was a mosque that was flying the ISIS flag. Wow. Right really? now, I can't say that they was sanctioned to do that, but it was right near where I where I worked, my office building, and I would drive through there. Yeah, and you could see it, right? Yeah, and uh, it became a it became a news story in Houston. I'm pretty sure. And the first thing I thought to myself was, "Well, it's freedom of speech. They can put up a flag." Right. I mean, technically, yeah, right. So anything with the Confederate flag. I mean, look, if you're going to fly a Confederate flag and go stand in the in a group of protesters, well, good luck, buddy. You're going to get fucked. Of up. course. Well, like that's just you got to expect that well but. freedom freedom of speech the right to, to that you're gonna piss off a lot of people that's part of being in america right of course of course but it but then when money gets involved that's everything nascar uh, saying you know banning it or whatever they tried to do that before and most people stopped doing it i i've watched nascar that's a whole other story how i got into that shit right but i but shouldn't they be but, banning nascar i mean i know that sounds crazy but with everything else going on in this uh country and i'm totally against uh the cancel culture if you just did your research on nascar and found out how it was formed and stuff oh boy there's right, there's well, some sure. there's some racist roots right there so you might want to ban the whole sport well, right, and, and that's what I'm, the, I don't the, want. That I'm just saying for these people that are like, oh, we got to ban the kids. Hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. That's that would be justifiable based on everything else that that's going on now. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. But you know, w when all that shit happened with the uh, uh, noose and all that, I immediately knew one, it was not some targeted attack at the only black driver in yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. I knew that automatically, especially since the infield is so locked down right now with coronavirus. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the precautions, they only have essential people working there. And normally it's filled with people. You can pay extra money to walk through and look at a fucking garage. Hey, it's number eight. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like that's the whole thing. Well, that wasn't going on. I knew it was just a loop in the rope to pull it down i knew that's what it was right well the problem is is when before you make it you know determine exactly what happened and who did what and whatever you put it out into the fucking world and then they put bubba wallace out there to comment about it yeah and i just thought whoa man y'all don't know what's what yet this can go a really wrong direction of course you know whatever but when people were saying that uh, oh, it's the good old boys of NASCAR. Those days are gone, dude. All yeah. those motherfuckers are millionaires. Yep. There's way too much money involved. They all get along off the track, unless maybe a couple of them ran into each other last week. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, this is not, and, and, and how it's so strict to be any part of a NASCAR team drug testing, all sorts of testing. Like you can't just be some Bubba in the fucking garage downtown and get on a NASCAR team. Sure. So for someone to proactively have put tie up a noose in his, I knew it was bullshit from the beginning. But when you see the picture of it, yeah, two things. One, it is very noosey. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very noosey <laughs> because it's got a couple of wraps on the bottom. That's right? an and uncomfortable laugh, the, by the way. Yes, it and is. it's yes, it's a little noosey, yeah, right? Noosey, right? I've, I've I've seen pictures of more of a, something uh, that's more noosey. Yeah, but that's it was a little noosey. But I was actually curious. All right, well, 
grab, put your wrist through it and pull it down. Does it cinch down on your hand? Right. I'm guessing it probably doesn't. You know why? Because it's a garage pull. Of course. Let me right. uh, let me jump in on this a little bit. So, uh, yeah, the Bubba Wallace. First of all, a lot of people are getting very, very confused. He didn't actually uh, discover the news. Someone told him about that. Correct. And then when they went all in and they got all the drivers um, to support him and stuff, I said to myself at the time, like, something about this doesn't seem uh, right. But you can't really say that because then, you know, people look at you like you're racist, but something didn't feel right. I'm like, I don't I don't think, you know, uh, uh, that that quote noose was in that garage because of Bubba Wallace. But I was too scared to give my opinion on that one on social media because everyone will attack you. But it something was just off about that whole thing. In my well, that's opinion. why people need to slow down and quit saying shit. Too yeah. Soon. Yeah. Like that. That's, Take a breath. Yeah, everyone wants to be quick to say, oh, this is obviously what it is. It's obviously him because he's black and obviously targeted and all this shit. Okay, we got to make a statement and we got to do that. No, that's a big money organization. You should absolutely have an investigation to see what the fuck. There's cameras everywhere. Yeah. They figured out some fucking hillbilly tied it up there back in October. And I, I think there was something about there was other similar knots on other garages and yeah. places or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. Figure that out. If you then if you find out in that investigation that yes, targeted Bubba Wallace, the whole thing, then blow it up. Put it on every news and have everybody interviewed and shame that fucking person who did it. Of course. Absolutely. And then the FBI got involved and we all decided, okay, Bubba Wallace really didn't have anything to do with this as far as finding the noose. And then we were past that, and then Trump puts out the tweet basically saying Bubba Wallace owes everyone an apology. I'm like, what do you well, – no, that's that, – what What are you doing? That, that's another example of something that he's commented on where I'm just like, dude, yeah. why do you want to hang your hat on that? Yeah, of like, course. You know, uh, how, how you been doing down there, Judd? Can't complain. Like I said, we're just in a yeah. – me and Lisa are down here. We're in a holding pattern. We got another place to stay at. Uh, in Merritt Island, which is like near Cocoa Beach, nice. And um, you know, it's it's a house. It's on a this. It's a dead end street, and the houses on one side back up to a canal, and the houses on the other side back up to like a bay, right? But it's not like a rich area by any means. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a it's it's okay, but you know, basically every house on this street has a has at least two pickup trucks and an American flag flying in the front yard. Everybody is involved with what's going on, and they're waving and they're seeing who you are and all this okay. stuff. Okay, I've I've renicknamed the street. Yeah, uh, we don't call nine one one Boulevard. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, we're the backyard where we're staying is on a canal and. Uh, there's all there's fucking alligators in here uh dolphins i got a video of a fucking dolphin today right off of the little pier right here nice and uh fishing wise it's just catfish it's shitty fish yeah. i mean it's not any good stuff over here people come up and down on their boats there's all sorts of different kinds of people on their boats coming by and uh this one dude comes in a pontoon like an old pontoon boat right and he uh he's got long white hair and long white beard and a like a fucking bahama hat on and he pulls up, he's like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. And I'm talking to him, and he kind of pulls up next to the little dock thing that's back here, and we're talking for a little bit. And uh, his name's Randy. Randy, of course. He's a Vietnam vet. Yeah. And um, so he, we were talking about his neighborhood and this and that. 
And then he points to the fucking uh, sailboat. It's like a small sailboat with like a dinghy tied behind it that's tied in the, you know, anchored in the middle of the thing. And he says something about, hell, I get my pot from that guy right there in that sailboat. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, his name's Flies Out, so and so, you know, whatever. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, well, tell him to swing by, you know, that uh, we talk to each other and I'm out there, you know, whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah I'll tell him. He fucking put putts his pontoon boat, goes and pulls up next to the kayak. Or, or next to the the sailboat, yeah. kind of knocks on it. The dude comes out and he's talking to him, and then points to me like across <laughs> the fucking canal. And then I just wave, kind of like, yeah, yeah, me, yeah, over here. Oh, wow. And then, so, and then, so you know, I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, I stood out there for a little while, and he was still there. So the next day, I'm out there, and uh, he kind of waves at me. I'm like, yeah, and he fucking fucking weighs the anchor and pulls around <laughs> sells me some fucking pot and then he skims on down the canal and goes out for the day he's got a dog on board shit oh, he's just like some dude in his 20s and i'm i don't didn't talk to him much just got that and i'm like yeah randy and Bobby, you know whatever right and uh so he, i i've seen him he'll he'll anchor right out here sometimes and he'll he'll take off on his on a uh, on a uh, surfboard like the what do they call it when they're standing up on oh, a paddleboard yeah paddleboard but he'll kneel down on it and he'll paddle his way over to this dock on the other side and i think he must have a car or something parked over there so he'd take off and then he comes back later on with like a backpack full of shit paddles that board back out to his uh sailboat fucking weighs the anchor and puts on out to the bay for a little while and uh. makes other fucking deliveries or some shit dude fucking america dude that's what i'm saying how's your foot but, by the way we were supposed to do this earlier but you had to get oh, a, a, a tetanus shit, shot i i did like your text though that was funny what are you a 12 year old yeah <laughs> i remember stepping on nails when i was 12 well no 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 see look look okay so i had to go so the 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 whole point was i texted you that i stepped on a nail and then had to go to the urgent care and i might have to get back with you an hour later yeah right? so I had to go pick up something at the place where we used to, where we were staying before. And it's like about an hour north of here. Right. So I, I drove over there to pick up a couple of things and they're getting their roof redone at this house that we were renting before. And so there's all, all these nails and, sh and the shingles and everything that they're throwing off the roof. Right. So I'm walking around in fucking flip flops, you know, and I, and I can see like all these little like, uh, roofing nails. I'm like, oh, yeah, watch out for those blue roofing nails or whatever. And I stepped on some of the fucking shingles that had wadded up that they had knocked off and put the ball of my foot through the top of that, uh, that nail. Oh, my right? God. And it just shot a pain like all the way up my leg. And I had to wedge that fucking thing out of there. And it just was bleeding and all this stuff. And I'm looking at that fucking nail. They, that was the nail they were taking off of the roof. Wow. Right? Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing, and it's all rusty and shit. And that thing plunged. because And then these fucking flip-flops I'm wearing are old as shit, so they're, like, thin. And I just popped it, man. And I and it just made me, like, it was like a jolt. And I look, you know, bleeding, all that. And I'm like, okay, if anything is a tetanus shot, it's that. And the last thing place I want to fucking go is a urgent care right now, if I, unless I really have to, right? Right. And so I go find this urgent care and I called him and I was like, Hey, I think I have tetanus shot, stepped on a nail. Yeah, I'll come in. There was like three people in the waiting room. They all had masks. They didn't look too sickly. I looked closely, you know, and uh, everyone's six feet away and it was totally clean and everything. And I went in there, they gave me a tetanus shot and said, If your foot uh, gets infected, call us and we'll give you antibiotics. Damn. And I, you know, that was it. But one of the things, one of the things he said, he goes, 
He goes, yeah, you know, you know, just watch out for infection or whatever. He goes, another thing you have to be concerned about is that since you're wearing flip-flops, that nail might have pushed some of the rubber from your flip-flops under your, into your foot. And, you know, that could be another problem. And I'm like, oh, Oh, so that's, that's great. I'm, yeah, exactly. That's all I'm thinking about now. And I'm looking at my foot and it's dark only because that's where it punctured, right? Sure. And I'm like, oh, fuck, there's a flip-flop in there. <laughs> fuck, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Death yeah. by flip-flop. <laughs> fuck, yeah, that's what's going to get me. Never mind the corona. <laughs> exactly, right. My flip-flop killed me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And yeah, but no, got a tetanus shot and that was it. So I'm glad you're everybody, all right. Everybody's happy. Things worked out. I want to let everyone uh, in on this one, too. We were supposed to do a podcast a couple weeks ago, but uh, we did the memorial for Vic Henley uh, oh, yeah. on Zoom. It it just hit me hard, and I know we talked off mic, and it hit you really, really hard. And I just I just needed to be uh, alone for a while, man. So I was doing a lot of solo podcasts and stuff. But, I mean, I, I was really bummed when Vic Henley died, obviously, but we had such distractions about worrying about our family and, uh, and our loved ones, and we weren't uh, in the city anymore and all this stuff, and they didn't really have a wake for, uh, for Vic because you can't get people together. So finally, they did something online, and I'm like, oh, this will be kind of fun listening to a whole bunch of people tell stories and stuff and get a few laughs in and whatever, and wow. Oh, man, when that thing ended, I was a mess for like a day and a half, two days. It finally hit me hard that we're not going to see Vic again when we go back to living in uh, New York City. Yeah, that kind of sealed it up, man. That was, uh, I think that's what, you know, everybody who was close to him wanted uh, or was or was looking for, unfortunately, yeah. is to just uh, have that. And I know that his family was happy with it. Right. Um, and, and it did a lot for them, I think, obviously, more so for them than anybody else. Right. What's really going to get me is when I get back, as, because, again, we were next-door neighbors. Yeah. So what's going to get me is when I, you know, get if I get back to New York and I'm, you know, living the day-to-day and something stupid happens or funny or I think of something, I'm going to go reach for the phone like I still do, like I'm going to text him some shit. Right. And I'm like, ah, shit, you know. Yeah. And so when I get back to the apartment, I think that's going to – I thought that was the thing that was going to hit me the most, but the the Zoom thing, the memorial, yeah, that that definitely hit me. That that pretty much sealed it up right there. You know, I mean, his, you know, his mom, his mom talking, and his brother, his oh, brothers, God, and, you know, brutal. But that was, uh, yeah, yeah, man. There was a lot of there was a lot, some good. There were some funny things mixed in there too, though. Yeah, it, which, it, but it was weird because. There was a lot of funny stuff said, but everyone had to have their mics on mute. So it was kind of of creepy not getting the feedback. And you're just watching everyone in their tiny boxes either laughing or crying during this thing. But you couldn't really hear anybody because they had to try to control it and keep it organized. I mean, there were some big names on that uh, memorial. uh, And they're in their homes. I don't feel Foxworthy, like Foxworthy, Ron White, yeah. Kathleen Madigan. And they're in oh, their yeah. homes and without the Hollywood lights and the makeup and the good clothes and this and that, you know, you're reminded that everyone's just pretty much the same. These people were in their houses, just nothing special about them whatsoever. They everybody needed, We're all the same. Yeah, we're all the yeah. same. Everybody needed haircuts and everyone was <laughs> mourning and missing uh you know, Vic Henley, you strip all that away. What's what's left is uh, your true self, and that's it, man. Well, that, it is, man. And I, you know, 
I was I was just so glad that his because I had texted with uh, or uh, emailed Vic's niece after that. Yeah, and she was going on and on about how how happy her family was with oh, that. Oh, good, good. You know, so you know, and she used the word closure and you know all those things. Right. Um. So you know, it's shitty that that's the way we had to do it. Of course, um, I got to say. Uh. So I lose Vic Henley and Carl, and you were close to those guys as well. Um. I want to end the the podcast with this. My blood pressure was a little high today at the doctor's office. So I could be the next one to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. It was a little high. Right. I was, I was, I was surprised, to be honest with you. A little high because you got a flip-flop in the bottom of your foot. <laughs> yeah. you, you got some worry there, my friend. But, Fuck, I thought, I thought yeah. it was the picture of health. Go yeah. ahead. It's no secret uh, Vic Henley and, and Carl were pretty much my closest friends uh, these days, and certainly we did, we're doing the podcast together. Both those guys pushed people on me at the end of their lives. With Carl, it was Matt Farah from The Smoking Tires. Like, oh, you got to be mad. I think you guys would get along. Like, Carl was always setting up people. He would, he would study the room and go, wow, that person would get along with this person. And he would make it happen. He wouldn't just think it. So famously, uh, we went up to uh, Connecticut and went on a yacht and did some uh, podcast episodes, meet Carl and Matt Farah from The Smoking Tire. And I thought that would pretty much be it. You know, we'd be friendly or whatever. But I consider him a good friend now. And and Carl did that. Carl pushed me toward Matt and introduced us, and, and a friendship uh, developed there. And God damn it, if Vic Henley didn't do the same exact thing with me and you, Judge Jones. That's right, man. <laughs> so weird. Like, he started pushing you on me. Um, not in a way where I'd be annoyed, but he's like, uh, you know, I want to bring Judd Jones to the get parts for the, you know, the podcast. I'm like, yeah, man, I like, I like Judd. He was cool. You know, we met and, you know, we, I think Vic was probably like, oh, he probably won't be too annoying. Let's bring Judd. (laughs) I don't know know what it was, but the same thing like Carl, like Vic was also a, a, a social light basically and setting up people. And, and I just want to say that, uh, I take a little solace in the fact that, uh, although uh, Carl and Vic are no longer with uh, with us, he definitely introduced me to Matt and uh, you, Judd Jones. Oh, man, I appreciate you saying that, dude. I mean, I feel the same way. All these people that Vic introduced me to in comedy and all this stuff, and Carl, you, and all these comedians and everybody that I know, man, that's just that's just the way it goes. And sometimes it works out better. And, you know, if somebody passes away, we all got to keep living, man. You know, we got to keep pressing forward and doing it. And, uh, other than the fact that you're like some crazy women's liver, I mean, I think you're all right. <laughs> yeah, God, for, God forbid, I I support Fucking. some some women's rights finally in my life. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, right. Are you wearing are you wearing Birkenstocks over there? Oh, Jesus, God. lead the way. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> what are you promoting there, Judd? Anything? Uh, check me out judjones.com. Got some videos on there. Some of the old podcasts. I need to get doing that again. I was telling you before, man, it's been, I've been having a difficult time figuring out something to be funny about, but maybe I just need to hit record and do it and yeah. see what, uh, you know, yeah, pops but, out. Yeah. Just go. But, uh, and we'll do more. Yeah. We'll do more episodes as well. And I got to say for the people out there, Judd is doing videos here and there and you're, <laughs> your subtle humor and your dry humor, I'm a huge fan of, man. I cracked the fuck up. 
Oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's really just like the absurdity of things. Like yeah. The, 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 the professional, uh, you know, fisherman who's going to take you out on a charter. Yeah. You know, like I was looking at some videos before we first got down here about general surf casting stuff. And I'm seeing some of these dudes and I'm like, oh my God, they're all talking about such specific bullshit that the regular person doesn't care about. Right. And so I, I, that makes me laugh too. So I was like, yeah, I'll do those videos. And then the, uh, the camping world thing. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love doing that. I thought I, that, that one's, that one's probably, that was probably my favorite. It's, you know? it's yeah. really funny, man. That was I, pretty good. But yeah, that's, um, but yeah, on YouTube, Judd Jones and the uh, website, judjones.com. That's that. And, uh, and, uh, you got to go get some iodine on that damn foot of yours. So I can elevate it and then die from flip flop from, from the flip flop. <laughs> that's it. Jesus Christ. All right. My friend, Judd Jones. All right, boy.